I'm your host, Fraser Bailey, and welcome to the VegUp Podcast, where we talk mindset, psychology, plant-based nutrition, lifestyle, and big dreams. So if you want to get your head in the game, level up, and become the best version of you, listen in. Let's go. Why the food that you eat is so much more than just fat loss or abs or fitting into a certain dress size. Guys, today I want to talk all about diet. As a plant-based nutritionist myself, one of the biggest things that I see within the diet fitness slash health space is this overemphasis on just purely body composition. So getting lean, looking like you're in shape, but that does not necessarily mean that you feel good or that you perform at a high level. And a huge part of what I advocate now is having both, but you need to have strategy. You can have high energy, clarity of thought, better mental health, more peak performance in every area of your life while still getting to your physical goals, but it takes a more nuanced approach. So I'm going to dive into that with you today. And so most people, when they're eating, they don't think about food as fuel, like to fuel an intention. They eat for comfort. They eat because there's an emotional pull. They eat for a nostalgic pull. They eat while they're in a reactive state. They use it as a form of medication to quell and numb themselves from challenges and discomfort in their life. Most people are in this place. And so how do you shift from eating reactively and or at the very least not having an intimate understanding about how food affects your psychology, your cognition, your clarity of thought, your energy levels and all these different things. So I'm going to dive into this. And what I want to first start out by saying is that if you're someone who already eats better, this is still for you. I'll give you an example. I had a gentleman come to me once, and he was a uh, a martial arts instructor in this area, well known. And I was just asking him questions about where he was coming from because they were considering a vegan diet, and so I was getting some background information regarding you know where is he at with his health, like blood work, gut gut health, and all these different things. And one of the things that really caught me and struck me was he responded to my question saying, uh, my blood work is superior. And I thought to myself, superior to what? Like you're meant to be a teacher, an instructor, and you have a closed mind by telling me that it's superior to, to what? To, to the average person? The average person's not even healthy. And what I'm saying here is that even if you feel like you are more optimal than most people, there is always room for improvement. And if you don't think that, turn this podcast off right now. Stop listening because you're not adopting a growth mindset. You have a fixed mindset around what you think your limitations are and or you think you're already at your the pinnacle. We're never at the pinnacle of our potential. And so what I'm telling you is that no matter where you, what level you play at or where you are with your own health journey, this applies to you in some capacity, no matter where you are, no matter how superior you are right now. So think of that and focus on that and move past those thoughts in your head right now. 
Now, one of the biggest drivers that I use, and I was talking about this today with a gentleman while I was in the sauna, was that most people when they're eating, they like I was just saying before, they eat in a reactive state. They eat to quell an emotional challenge. They just eat things because they taste good without any real strategy behind them. The shift that has to take place for a lot of people is this. You have to start seeing food as information or like fuel, right? So there's you know a couple of different analogies. A common one is, you know, would you put like, you know, diesel fuel in your Lamborghini, for example? But I like a different one that Food is like information. Think of it like software. So your body's the hardware. Your body is the computer. Now, if you put bad food into your body, what's going to happen? It's like putting a virus onto your computer. It's going to glitch it. It's going to start crashing. Everything is going to go slow down. Things won't work like they, they should. Equally, if you put good food into your system, it's like an, a software update like to iron out bugs, to, to fix glitches that from previous versions. And so you improve the productivity and the output of that hardware via op- updating the operating system. And so that is what food essentially is for us. It's like information. And so what I do now is I think to myself with my meals, I'm like, how does this meal choice, how does this food fuel the desired state that I want to achieve in the next 30 minutes, hour, two hours, five hours. Because if I have a bunch of podcast interviews or I have to get a whole lot of programming done or I've got to do a public speaking thing or whatever it is, I need to be at the pinnacle of my game, which means that I need to be conscious about reverse engineering my dietary steps to complement that. You're not going to go into a big event and eat a box of donuts before because you're going to get brain fog and lethargy and you want to fall asleep. Have you ever noticed how people want to fall asleep after Thanksgiving? Part of it is because you know a lot of people aren't vegan yet, and so they'll eat turkey, which has tryptophan precursors in it, but also more so, they just eat tons and tons of calories and processed sugars, and so their blood sugar skyrockets through the roof. And then once insulin is released, it comes crashing down. And that crash is when you feel tired. And so you don't obviously have to be gorging yourself on Thanksgiving to feel that. You can just be eating processed food on a day-to-day basis and feeling peaks and troughs in your energy. Like if you feel periods of tiredness, it's typically because your blood sugar is unstable. And so for me and my coaching clients, I monitor blood glucose levels. We test foods and cross-reference them with glucose testing to see, okay, like on a chemical level, how is your body responding? Because I don't want to have dips and troughs. I don't want to be impaired because for those of you out there who have a lot of time constraints, like you don't have to be a parent to have a lot of time constraints, but for myself now with our daughter, we have way less time to do the things we need to do to be really productive. And so the time I do have is super precious and I can't afford to be suboptimal during those times. And so you need to look at food as a way to help you perform at a higher level rather than just eating for some emotional hunger or like palate taste. Because if you do that, you're never actually going to be fueling the feeling or the desired outcome that you want. Remember this, 
it's not just about calories in and calories out. A lot of people just think that. I've seen people's diet plans where they're eating in a calorie deficit and they're losing body fat and they're posting on social media, look at me, like I'm getting my abs coming out. And then I've seen the food they're eating and it's garbage. It's probably giving them tons of inflammation, pushing their cholesterol through the roof. Their triglycerides are elevated. It's pushing up their blood glucose levels. So their energy is going up and down. They're most likely relying on too much caffeine or stimulants or pre-workouts to even function because those calorie choices are affecting them on a chemical level. And so when people say it's just about reducing your calories, no, it's, it's the types of caloric choices you are making as well. That's why I'm vegan. That's why I'm plant-based. That's why I'm such an advocate for this lifestyle because I truly feel hands down when it's a well-planned vegan diet, it's optimal. It can outperform anything when there's the right strategy behind it. So that's the important thing is you got to have the right strategy. And so think of it like this. You need to look at your dietary choices on a day-to-day basis in terms of how is it affecting the time periods between when you are eating. And I'll give you some examples of things that I've researched and noticed in myself. And at the very end of this episode, I'm going to give you some of what I call the low-hanging fruit focal points to focus on if you're not here yet to add in to get like a big return on energy and investment and effort. And so, for example, like if I eat a large meal and or I eat too close to bedtime, it raises my body temperature. And I've seen this with the actual data that I track. It raises my body temperature. I then start to sweat more at nighttime, which breaks my sleep more because I wake up more because I'm sweating. I wake up the next day feeling more unrested because I had less deep sleep cycles and I woke up more often, even though I was in bed for the same amount of time. And so I feel more tired because of that. My hunger and craving responses are elevated because I didn't get proper sleep and create an insulin sensitivity response that definitely seems to be related to sleep quality. And there's this vicious cycle that just perpetuates. Another thing I've noticed is that if you come off eating a lot of processed foods or eating a lot of calories, and then all of a sudden you start dialing things in and cleaning the diet up and eating less, you're going to feel a heightened hunger response initially. It's almost like a rebound effect. Your leptin and ghrelin hormones, your hunger suppression and hunger stimulating hormones are definitely being impaired and affected. And you need to be okay with walking through some discomfort first. See, most people, as soon as they feel hungry, they just you they they let their animal brain, their toddler brain, their lower level thinking just drive them to eat. And there's mechanisms around this. Like I've talked about in other podcasts, like hunger is a legitimate response. And from our limbic system, when we feel hunger, our brain is sending us signals, hey, like we need calories to function because we don't know when the next feast or famine is going to be. Because, you know, we come from this tribal environment. But in, in today's society, we don't have that feast and famine struggle anymore. But we still have the biological wiring that triggers those hunger responses in us to go seek out food. And so we part of it, guys, is learning to sit in that discomfort. Most people don't even want to be uncomfortable. As soon as they feel hunger, they just put something in their mouth. And they don't sit in that discomfort and allow it to wash past them and to recognize that hunger is a mechanism by which it's trying to drive us to store calories. But we don't even need to in modern 
modern eras, modern society. And so when you can understand that it's a sort of more prehistoric mechanism, at least you can understand that sitting in that discomfort is okay. It's okay to feel that. And often I find heightened cognitive responses with strategic intermittent fasting protocols. Now, obviously, one of the reasons why people struggle with fasting is because their blood sugar is in the shitter. Their blood sugar is not good. So their insulin sensitivity is not good. So their blood sugar is up and down like a roller coaster. And so they're getting these hunger responses, their dips in energy. When the dips in energy come, they then all of a sudden want to grab the food or the caffeine or whatever. And so what I'm saying to you is that when people come to me and they, they're like, oh man, like I didn't realize that you cost this much. Like I thought it was going to be less. I'm like, you do realize that it's, this is not just about you getting abs. This is not just about me giving you a spreadsheet to say, to eat tofu and broccoli and do some squats. I mean, that's ridiculous. Most trainers perform at that level. This is me about saying, what areas of your, in your life are bottlenecking you from becoming the best version of yourself in all facets of your life in terms of the performance in your job, your workplace, your passions, your dreams, your relationships, the energy with your children, the people you want to be around? What type of person are you showing up as in life? You might have abs, but if your energy sucks and it's, you're depressed, why does it doesn't even matter, right? And that is another thing that I want to touch on is that our psychology, our mental health is massively impacted by our food choices. Think of it. Food is essentially chemicals. Those chemicals go into our body. They trigger precursor responses in our hormonal loops, which then trigger hormonal responses. I've literally seen and I've tested the way that foods will positively impact different hormonal systems in the body. And that goes beyond just food. It's it's psychological stress, it's lifestyle adjustments, it's training adjustments, it's all environmental exposures, all kinds of different things. So with the coaching that I do, for example, it's very multifaceted because I want to optimize someone on all fronts. And so when someone is saying, "Oh well, you know, it didn't. I didn't think it was going to cost that much." Well, yeah, that's because I'm not just giving you a tofu and broccoli spreadsheet. I'm optimizing you on all fronts, all the other areas that's going to give you the results that truly change your life. And so it's important to recognize that it's so much more than what you think. Often you, th what you think it's going to be is like a fraction of what it actually takes and what it actually looks like. And so coming back to the brain chemistry stuff, I know that when I eat processed sugars and things like that, I get brain fog. And then that brain fog definitely makes me feel more tired and lethargic. And that makes me feel like I'm in more of a funky mood. And so we go through these like self filling cycles of feeling funky. We feel like we're in a funk, emotional funk, and then we quell that response with more shitty food. And then we feel even worse. And we just keep on that loop. Guys, you have to start taking accountability for yourself and accountability for the person that you want to become, but also honoring the person that you will be in a year from now. Like if you put bad food into your system, you're not going to be the best version of yourself. And if that matters to you, then invest in that and make an effort with that. That's all. It doesn't come naturally to anyone. Like for me, I came from a life of so much struggle with like severe bipolar disorder, severe social anxiety. I had really bad skin. My diet was absolutely terrible. Like I did not eat any whole foods. It was all, it was like ramen noodles, pancakes with sugar on them, like big pasta baked dishes, 
packets of cookies and I would literally drink entire bottles of soft drink. And then I wondered why my skin was terrible, why I had depression, mental health problems, and all these other things. Now, obviously, yes, some of the mental health stuff comes from other environmental factors in our life, but a huge component of it is dietary. I truly believe that. And this is coming from someone who was heavily medicated for 10 years and has been medication-free for years now. And look, I'm not saying that as a badge of honor. Some people get that. They're like, get defensive over the fact that they might be taking medication and I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I truly feel for me that it was a huge factor. And you should explore that avenue for yourself as well. You should explore that avenue for yourself. Because when I look at people and I'm looking at their lifestyle and I'm looking at the their psychology and I'm looking at their energy levels, like when I ask people questions when it comes to my coaching, they're like, dude, like, why are you asking all these questions? Like, I'm asking about like, what times a day does your energy peak? What times a day does, does your energy dip? What does your stool look like? What is your digestion doing? Are you getting bloated? Are you getting constipated? Do you get diarrhea? Is you getting skin breakouts? Do you get some eczema or, or acne? Like, as what is your sleep cycles like? Do you sleep well? What is your, you know, all these different questions. And they're like, but this doesn't have anything to do with like me eating tofu and broccoli. And I'm like, it has everything to do with your diet, guys. If you are an entrepreneur or you're a busy person or you are just someone who has bigger dreams for yourself and you want to achieve more in your life, you absolutely must prioritize your nutrition. I will tell you this for a fact. I've worked in, in, in corporate environments as like a contractor to different big companies regarding plant-based um, nutrition products and different things like that. I see some of these management people, and this is not me, this is an observation more than a judgment. I see upper management and they're not even healthy. They're clearly overweight. They clearly have high blood pressure. They're bright red. They're overweight. They're sweating. They're breathing heavy. Or at the very least, they're just overweight. And then I see some of the things they might be eating when they get together as lunch. And I'm like, you're not performing at your best. You are not performing at your best. If you are a passionate person who wants to achieve more in your life when it comes to the things that you are doing with your job or your dreams or your entrepreneurial ventures or just being a better parent or being a better friend or showing up and having more passion for the things that you want to have more passion for in life you need to become more intentional about your diet. Because I can tell you, if you're eating Popeye's chicken and you're washing it down with beer and you're just eating fast food, you will never actualize your true potential. And yes, I understand that life is challenging and that we get stressed and that you know things happen. But we all deal with that. We all have those challenges. I choose to prioritize it because I recognize and understand the magnitude of the importance around how nutrition will drive your peak performance. And so remember, no matter what level you're playing at, like the guy I said at the start with a superior blood work, that's a limiting thought. There is always areas you can improve. Like, Because you think about this, blood work is a snapshot in time. It doesn't account for undulating hormone profiles. It doesn't factor in how the acute changes that happen within blood lipid profiles and blood levels on an acute level, meal by meal. It's a snapshot in time. It's like looking at a, a, a screenshot of a movie and trying to explain the entire plot of the movie by one single still frame. 
It's not very accurate, right? And it's not going to tell you what's happening with your stress on your nervous system. It's not going to tell you, what you what's happening with like your digestive inflammation or any of these other things that can all factor into impacting energy levels, skin quality, water retention, mood, concentration. Your brain is intimately connected to your digestion and gut and chemicals in your food. So... The take-home message today, guys, if you want to know where to begin and you haven't even started, what I would suggest to you is this, low-hanging fruit. Focus on the things that will get you the best result quickly. Focus on addition. So what I tell you is this, for your lunch and dinner meals, add in a big serving of mixed greens with about two to three other colored, colored vegetables. Think you want plant diversity. You want diversity of plants. Different colors represent different micronutrients. Different micronutrients are going to help you perform at a higher level. You want two or three servings of fruit between your main meals each day. I suggest a serving of berries. I do a serving of apples and a serving of kiwi every day pretty much. Clean water. Make sure that your water is nice and clean. Those three things. If you want a bonus tip that are outside of nutrition is to get your steps over 10,000 steps per day, you have to move your body. You cannot be sedentary. Get up every 30 minutes, every hour and move your body. You need to get your steps up. You need to get your lymphatic system moving. You cannot just sit all day. You need to move. Get sunlight exposure and fresh air. Eliminate alcohol. Eliminate soft drinks. Drink more water. Lemon water. Soda water, kombucha, whatever, but eliminate alcohol and soft drinks. You do those things that I just suggested, and you add in plant proteins in place of your animal protein if you're not vegan yet, and you're already halfway there. You're already halfway there with those minor adjustments, but you have to want it enough, and you have to be ambitious enough to want significant change in your life. My question to you is this. Do you want to play small, and do you want to just be like an average person that you see out on the street who's struggling, who's not not healthy, who is overweight, who's not actualizing the potential in many areas of their life? Or do you want to be someone who is living their best life, high energy, achieving their dreams and goals? Because it lies here. It lies with these habits. So remember today, when you are looking at food choices, don't just eat emotionally and reactively in the moment. Think to yourself, how do I want to feel 30 minutes, one hour, five hours from now after this meal? Is it going to help me become a better version of myself? And let that thought process drive your decision-making today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Veg Up podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes go live. Please leave us a review and share this on social media. Tag me. Let me know what helped you. Let me know what you want to hear more of. Let's get this information out to the world. Help me do that. And be sure to email us over at Fraser at evolvingalpha.com for coaching options and mentorship. Because if you want growth, it begins here, my friend.